You're listening to Classroom Confessions with Katie Smith, a podcast where teachers share advice, encouragement, and the realities of today's classroom. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode two of Classroom Confessions. This week, we are going to talk about new teaching, so teachers who are new to teaching, and good reminders um, for teachers as we get ready to go back into the classroom. Um, First, I want to thank everybody for listening last week um, to episode one. I really appreciate it. Um, It's now Friday, the 5th of July, so happy 5th of July. I hope you all enjoyed um, your fourth. Um, I wanted to give you some updates from last week. I failed. I didn't work on my curriculum, but it's kind of my fault, kind of not my fault. Um, one of my colleagues borrowed the book that I needed to use and she has not yet returned it. Um, and so I did not get to work on the curriculum for that book. Also, I wanted to say congrats to the Women's World Cup team. They have a final on Sunday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. So if you're available, which you should be because it's Sunday at 8 a.m., you should go watch them somewhere. Second or last, my last update is um, my Babs. She's my grandma. She commented first. She said she loved the podcast, but then she had an issue with my sign off. And because I said y'all and she told me it was too harsh and that I needed to change it. So I wanted to explain it a little bit to you guys because there's a reason for it. So first, when I first started teaching my three best teacher friends, Um, the dream team they were all raised born and raised in the south so they used y'all sir ma'am so it just came became part of my everyday vernacular and it just kind of stuck and then when I was getting my master's in multicultural ed we've had conversations about not using you guys because not everybody's a guy and what about the gals and so we've had conversations about how y'all incorporates everybody So that's why I use y'all. And also it is my daily send off to all of my students. I do their daily affirmation and then bye y'all is how I send them out the door. So that is why I use y'all. Love you, Babs. Thanks for the suggestion, but y'all stays. This week, um, I wanted to shout out three of our listeners who commented on their rows for the week. So Shannon G, um, yay for your rows of teaching seniors next year. And not being a tested subject. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Welcome to not having a tested subject. I think you will love it. Uh, My mom is a teacher and she got her credential years ago in California. um, But there were no teaching jobs. And so she finally cleared her credential. So yay, mom. Hopefully teaching jobs around the corner for you. And then to Miss Kylie who just got her first teaching job in Las Vegas. So congratulations, Kylie. Um, Your first graders are very, very lucky to have you. My rose this week, I didn't even think of it. Um, I think my rose this week is just doing the podcast has been something fun and exciting to do to keep me busy this summer, Um, and I kind of like it. So that's my rose for the week. My thorn... Let's see, I've been designing my website, so I'll give you guys that website link, and that's just a lot of work making sure it all looks good and making sure I have everything that you guys might want on there for you. And my bud is next week I'm going home to visit my brothers and my friend Heidi, so that should be very exciting. So I'm excited for that. 
Check out the social media tomorrow so you guys can post your rosebud and thorn and hopefully get a shout out next week. So last week I didn't have a crazy student story for you. This week I do. So this story comes from my second year of teaching. I was teaching at a charter school and I was teaching U.S. history. And so all of the students have to take a U.S. states test and they need to know where all of the states are. And so I was walking around being my diligent teacher self, making sure that there was no cheating. And there was this girl sitting in the front of my classroom with her jacket on her lap. And I was like, that's very odd. I don't know why she has this jacket on her lap. And I was like, can you please lift the jacket? And she lifted the jacket. And I'm, you will not believe what she had under her jacket. She had um, one of those children's wooden puzzles like the actual puzzle, not a picture of the puzzle on her phone. She brought the actual children's wooden puzzle to school, put it on her lap and covered it with her jacket so that she could cheat on her quiz. And I remember taking it to the dean and we were laughing so hard because we had never seen someone bring in an actual wooden puzzle to cheat on their test. So new teachers out there, keep your eye out for cheating. Even if they tell you they're just texting their boyfriend, they're not. They're cheating. That's also a true story you'll hear later. This week, um, I wanted to dive into our topic for new teachers um, and just returning to the classroom. And so for those of you who have just accepted your first teaching job or those of you who are gearing up for next year and you want to change some things, in my personal opinion, the first thing you need to decide on is your classroom management. Um It's very important to have a cute classroom. I know. I'm guilty of it. But I think the very most important thing to do in your classroom is decide how you're going to manage it. When that kid yells at you, how are you going to handle it? When they won't stand in line, how are you going to handle it? I do want to make a disclaimer that I'm a middle school teacher and my degree is in secondary education. So Um, I'm going to try and bring in some elementary elements, but most of my training is secondary, and so that's where my experience comes from. Um, But hopefully you'll be able to apply some of these things in your elementary classrooms if you're an elementary teacher. So in my opinion, again, um, if you do not have a well-managed class, it will be more difficult to teach. If you cannot get your classroom silent and paying attention to you, it is going to be so much harder to teach and when you get on that campus you're going to walk from classroom to classroom or see how other teachers handle things and that's great because there are great teachers out there doing great things but you really need to find you and who you are as a teacher you can't always do what your neighbor does because you are not your teacher for example my dream team friends miss g miss turner and miss seals we taught together and we all taught differently I could not do in my classroom what Miss G did in her classroom because I'm not her. I don't have that personality. I don't have that relationship with the students. Same thing. I couldn't run my class like Mrs. Turner or Mrs. Seals because we all have different relationships with our students in different ways that we interact with them. And so you really need to find out who you are as a teacher and interact with your kids that way. Next week, we're going to talk a little bit about how to interact with your kids and, um, building relationships that will be next week but you need to hone in on who you are as a teacher another 
key to management is having class guidelines or class rules. I call them class guidelines or student expectations. When you say rules, kids tend to want to break them. Like if you were to tell a little kid, don't touch the hot oven, obviously they're going to want to touch the hot oven. So I set expectations in my class. The guideline that I learned was no more than five. So in my class, I have four student expectations. Be respectful, be prepared, be scholarly, and have fun. Within those first three, the being respectful, being prepared, be scholarly, fall things like don't talk when others are talking, have your pencil and supplies when you come to class. But you don't need to list each of those individual things because that falls under being respectful. So some broad classroom guidelines could help you with that. There are some teachers out there who let the students help them set norms. I've never done that. I don't feel like I'm that advanced in my career, but if you feel like you have a handle on that, by all means, go for it. Another thing that you need to think about is how you will deal with certain situations in your classroom. So I briefly mentioned before, how are you going to deal with that student who talks back to you? How are you going to deal with cheating? Like my student story from earlier, what is your policy for that? How are you going to deal with students who won't line up properly? You need to know how you personally in your classroom are going to deal with that. I know there's probably school policies for some of these things, but you need to know how you're going to deal with it. Are you going to send them outside for a timeout? Are you going to um, have them go to a special spot in your classroom? Those are things that you should think about. Also, class culture. What will you allow and what will you not allow? So going back to my dream team friends, there are things that I'm okay with in my classroom that maybe Mrs. Turner might not have been okay with. So I'm okay with you getting up to go sharpen your pencil. Other teachers have certain times and places for that. So you need to decide what you will allow and what you will not allow and your classroom routines, which is going to come next. And you also need to know what happens when they break the rules. How are you going to deal with that? Is it a phone call home? Do they fill out a form? Um, how are you going to deal with those issues? So for me, when they break the rules, it's a verbal warning. If I have to talk to them again, they stay after class to talk to me one-on-one. -on -one. If it happens again, they're going to go to my buddy teacher. And then at that point, we're now at progressive discipline for the school. And then I follow whatever the school has for us. So that's another thing you need to know is your school discipline policy. How do they want you to handle things in your classroom? Another thing that you need to think about is routines. So if a student needs to sharpen their pencil, what is your routine for that? Does it need to take place before class starts? Can they get up in the middle of class to do that? Do they need to wait until you're done talking? So you need to figure out what the routines are for those types of things. How do they let you know they need to go to the bathroom or leave class? How are they going to enter or leave a classroom? So I am in a portable. I have two doors. Um, and it's very difficult. I have a four-minute transition to get all of my kids out of one class and all of my kids in to the next class. So I have an entrance and an exit door. So you have to come in one door and you have to exit the other. Otherwise, kids would be going back and forth, bumping into each other, and I really don't want to deal with that. Um, so for my classroom procedure and routine, they have to come in one door and out the other. Um, and for elementary teachers, I know you guys might line up to go to lunches and recess. So like, where do they line up? Do you have a boy's line and a girl's line? How do they line up? 
Where do they put their lunch bag in the classroom? What do they do with their backpack? So these are just little things that I figured out my first couple years of teaching that I needed routines for. Some management or some resources to help you with management um, that I've used personally in my teaching. My favorite classroom management book is called Classroom Management for Middle and High School. And it's written by Edmund Emmer and Carolyn Evertson. And they have one for elementary school teachers as well. I've not read it, but I love their middle and high school book, so I'm sure it is great. And then also my coach my second year of teaching gave me this book called Recipe for Great Teaching by Anita Moultrie-Turner. And I will go over all these resources at the end as well, and I will put them on my website and social media, which I'll give you at the end. So that is what I have to say about management now the thing that everybody wants to do in their classroom is their classroom setup and I totally get it you have to have a cute classroom it has to you know look like Instagram lies it does not need to look like Instagram those Instagram teachers spend so much time and money making their class look cute if you are a first year teacher your room is does not need to be Instagram cute right away it will take time and that is okay the number one piece of advice I ever got for my classroom is from Linda Melbreck. She is my Yoda. She is my mentor du jour. I told her she could not retire from her job until she found me a job. And she retired and found me a job in the same month. So now she's done. But her very first words of advice were, um, from the very first day of school when students walk into your classroom, they need to feel like you, the teacher, know what you are doing and they should feel safe. So when they walk into your classroom, your bulletin board should be covered, number one. You don't have to have things on them, but at least have a background and some borders up so they know that you care about that classroom because that shows that you will also care about them. Linda also said, never tell them how long you've been teaching, especially if you are a first-year teacher. So here are some ways around that. You can say, last year I taught here and insert whatever grade level you taught or um, whatever school you observed at during your ARL program or your student teaching. Or you can say it's my first year at this school and make sure that they know it's just your first year at that school, but you've done this before. Students do not need to know it is your first year. Especially middle and high school students will try and take advantage of you because they know you're new. So shout out to my students my first year who knew it was my first year and were still kind of nice to me. The other thing in your classroom setup besides making it look like you know what you're doing and making the kids feel safe is the desk setup. So Fred Jones, he's the teaching guru, came up with this zone of proximity And you should be able to move up and down the aisles of your classroom. And as you move around your classroom, none of your students should be out of your zone of proximity. Whether it be like you can glance at them um, or you can stand right next to their desk. But you need to be able to move up and down the aisles of your classroom. So on fredjones.com, they have some of his resources. If you search Fred Jones Zone of Proximity, you will find his resources. And he also has a book called Tools for Teaching. Another trick for classroom setup is seating charts. Some teachers like to set up, do seating charts. I do not. I have like 180 students. I don't have time to sit there and figure out where my kids are going the very first day of school. But if you are an elementary teacher and you have that time, by all means, go for it. 
For middle and high school teachers, I have this trick, also from Linda Melbrack. Um, you can take a deck of cards and you cut it in half. And you tape one half of the card to each of the desks. So an ace of spades will be on one desk. Um, ten of hearts will be on another desk. And then as kids walk in, they already know their friends that are going to be in that class. So they'll walk in together. And so you hand out uh, the other half of the card as they walk in. And that determines their seat. And most of the time, they will not be sitting near their friends. And so that's how right from the beginning, you can make sure that friends are not sitting with friends. And that will help you at least on your first couple of days. Next, I want to talk about classroom decor. If you cannot afford to make everything look exactly how you want it, at least cover the bulletin board. Put a border on it. Some schools have paper, like big reams of paper, big, yeah, round things of paper that you can use to put a border on your bulletin board you can use what the school has some of them will have borders you can use um, I've seen a lot of teachers use fabric so you would just need to know how big your bulletin board is if you want to use fabric Dollar Tree has bulletin board backgrounds if you want to use fabric you can go to Joann's they do a 10% teacher discount if you register online Michael's has some bulletin board paper some like cute stuff that I saw earlier and Michaels also does a 10% teacher discount with your teacher ID. They'll just do it in store for you. And if you don't have your teacher ID, I learned they will take your teacher health card, um, your insurance card. They will use that as well. My bulletin board hack that I started about three years ago is my bulletin boards rarely change. My bulletin boards have things up that students need for the entire year. So sentence starters, how to write a paper, vocab words those things stay up all year for the kids and then my bulletin boards rarely have to change another thing I have in my class is a student center where students can get supplies like color pencils markers erasers glue sticks I don't want to be getting those out for the kids all the time I just don't have time for that so they need to know where to go to get those supplies some resources for your classroom setup um, and getting ready for your first days of school would be Harry Wong's first days of school. He's pretty popular in the education community. Um, I have his book and have read most of it. Um, and Harry Wong and Rosemary Wong also wrote the classroom management book. So going back to our first topic, if you want to look at some classroom management, they also have a book. Like I said, I will put all this on my website as well. Two things that I don't think um, are like, oh my gosh, you need to know, but you want to know, things you want to know, are comfortable shoes. Teachers, I know that those heels were super cute. Those wedges you got were super cute. I'm telling you now, you want flats or heels that you know are comfortable. You are going to be on your feet seven to eight hours a day. Be comfortable. There's a lot of people in the teacher community talking about Rothy's and they are um, flats. They're made out of recycled water bottles, not an ad. I can't afford them, but I buy my flats at Target. They sell them in basic. They have uh, tan, black, and nude, and you can get them at Target. I think they're max $20. Rothy's, if you have the money, I've heard they're a great investment. Um, so those are some comfortable shoes you could look at. And then I wanted to touch on the teacher planner. I want to be very clear. You do not need to spend hundreds of dollars on a teacher planner. My teacher planner is 
Microsoft Word calendars printed out on my school computer. And that's what I use. And that's how I do my lesson planning. And they stay in my lesson planning binder. And then I know. If you don't want to go the Microsoft Word printed route, um, Target has some cute cheap planners. There's a company called Passion Planner. And they have planners that are divided by hours in the day. And they have a downloadable one that you can print yourself. That's what I do and I design my own cover. And then there's also Happy Planner, which they carry at Michael's. So that's pretty much it. Uh, Teacher planner, comfortable shoes, class setup, and management is all I have for you today. I did want to review some of the resources that I talked about. So um, there were three books, four books for classroom management. There was Classroom Management for Elementary School. And then Classroom Management for Middle School and High School, written by Edmund Emmer and Carolyn Evertson. The other two classroom management books are Recipe for Great Teaching by Anita Moultrie-Turner and the Classroom Management book by Harry Wong and Rosemary Wong. For getting your classroom together and classroom set up, there's Tools for Teaching by Fred Jones and First Days of School by Harry Wong. And then I just wanted to touch on some places to shop when you're looking for things for your classroom. The Dollar Tree, great spot. Um, They have plastic containers, pens, pencils, color pencils, markers. They have everything. Target is doing a 15% off for teachers from July 13th, I believe, through the 20th. You can sign up at target.com slash teacher prep. I'll put the link on my website. You can sign up there. Um, and you take your ID into the store and you get 15% off. Target Dollar Spot is also a great spot to go for teacher supplies. They had like name tags, uh, supply, supply caddies, um, whiteboards. I saw all this stuff there. So I will post what I found at the Target Dollar Spot for you. If you are in Las Vegas, there's a Nevada Teacher Exchange. It opens end of July. It's $25. You get 500 points and you can go in and shop with your points at the exchange. I paid $25 last year and got roughly $200 worth of supplies um, from the Nevada Teacher Exchange. So I think that's a great spot to go if you are a Las Vegas or Southern Nevada teacher. One of my friends does an Amazon wish list for everything she wants in her classroom and then puts an ad on, or not an ad, post on Facebook. Like if you wanted to donate to my class, here's my wish list. You can get me things off of here. Facebook Marketplace has great flexible seating options if you don't want to spend an arm and a leg to do that. I also did some research and found adoptaclassroom.org, which is like GoFundMe for teachers so you can spend money as soon as it is in your account or as soon as people have donated it to you. As school becomes closer or comes closer, uh, watch the sales, even drugstores like Walgreens and CVS. For years, I got my classroom folders at Walgreens because they were $0.08. Cents. So just check your all the deals going on in your area. And then also check to see what supplies your school gives you because sometimes your schools will give you lots of supplies that you are not aware of. This week, for your inspiration, I wanted to leave you with a quote by Charlie Day that says, You do not have to be fearless. Just don't let fear stop you. So that is my inspiration for you this week as you start thinking about getting your classrooms ready and going back to school. 
Something very exciting this week is we are now on multiple streaming platforms for podcasts. So you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Radio Public. Just search the name Classroom Confessions and you'll be able to do a subscription. We also have a website now and it is classroomconfessions.net. And so there's episode guides. You can listen to the episode there. You can sign up for a newsletter as well, and that'll just send you the weekly updates when podcasts are post. And then also our social media is up and going. So for Instagram and Facebook, the social media is Classroom Confessions Podcast. And if you are a Twitter user, the Twitter handle is Class Confess Pod. And that's all I have for you this week. It's time for your weekly affirmation. So just a reminder that you are alive. You've made it another week. You are patient, you are wonderful, you are fearless, you are important, you can teach anything, you can be anything, you can change the world. You're doing the damn thing. We've made it another week. Bye, y'all.